Hello and welcome to Friends of the Show. I am your host, Stephen William Skinner, and this is my podcast where I have a chat with a friend. They uh, share a story, some funny tweets, and they answer questions submitted by listeners just like you. Submitted via Twitter. So be sure to follow FOTS Pod and submit a question and hear it read on a future show. Now, this week's friend of the show is Mark McGark at Markedly on Twitter. Um, this might be mentioned in the show, but he has a podcast, and it's called Making Friends with Mark McGark at McGarkPod on Twitter. Um, so this was a real fun episode. I love chatting with Mark. Uh, he has a great voice and a lovely disposition, and it was a real fun time, probably one of the funnest episodes to date, I don't know. So um, without further ado, here we go. Friends of the Show, Episode 6 with At Markedly. I'm not antisocial. I'm just not social. Woody Allen. are here with Mark McGark at Markedly on Twitter. Welcome to the show, Mark. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to have you here. Uh, Mark, I've known you for a little while now, and you are one of the funniest uh, and nicest guys around on Twitter. I uh, really enjoy oh, Steven, your stop tweet. It. I just have to say that to everybody, but <laughs> no, honestly, very funny and uh, interesting guy. So cool. And as luck would have it, in a lovely coincidence, Mark has started his own podcast, which it's is true. a lovely companion piece to this one. So if you're a fan of listening to very funny, very interesting people have great talks, um, definitely check out Making Friends with Mark McGark. At, oh, my God. At McGarkPod re- on Twitter. Let me finish the plug. At McGarkPod <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, maybe one day he'll have me on. We can finish this one of two crossover episode. Your voice is like a creamy swirl of cinnamon. <laughs> I would, I want you to uh, record all the intros for my own podcast now. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, I really lean into it. I give you the lean-in radio voice for those ones, for those plugs. <laughs> um, yeah, so you started your own podcast, which is great. I love it. Uh, it came out already. There's a few episodes out. Everyone go check it out. Rate and subscribe on iTunes, I guess. Um, hey, don't sound so dejected about that. You're just going to come out any day now. I know. I'm sorry. I've had this long process before releasing all my podcasts, but Mark's like, boom, right away, <laughs> knocking him Yeah, out. it's so weird that we both came up at the pretty much the same time with almost the same idea. Yeah, and, uh, and some crossover guests, too. I think there are a couple of crossovers. There's going to be. Yeah. It's Uh, it's just I think mine is maybe way more lo-fi than yours. You have a whole professional deal going on here. Uh, I did play a theme song. Yeah, I did do that. But you have a good you have a theme song, too. I have a theme song, but mine is stolen. Yours (laughs) yours is actually attributed to a real person that you have spoken to and gotten an agreement from. Yep, it's my cousin Kyle Davidson. Got the family discount on the license of that song created just for this show. So thanks, Kyle. <laughs> Shout out at Kyle I. Davidson on Twitter. <laughs> Way to go, uh, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. Um, so, yes, podcasting, we're doing it, talking to Mark McGuck. <laughs> so uh, let's get right into 
your story. And uh, this story is, I've given it the title, A Time I Couldn't Stop Laughing. All right. Uh, yeah, that is, uh, I forgot to give you a title. You asked me for a title and I left you hanging, but <laughs> I'm going to, yeah, the, I'm going to tell you the story about a time I couldn't stop laughing. I thought that was and, a general pretty good title. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, no. Before you say it, let's say what your title would have been. My title would have been, uh, my title would have been a time I couldn't stop <laughs> laughing. <laughs> All right. Hey, yeah, you're right. A plus. Great title. Love it. I just uh, thought of that just now. You just came up with that? Yeah. Um, so just like I came up with my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just serendipitous. Um, so the story, I think, involves Twitter and its stuff, right? So let's uh, let's hear this a time I couldn't stop laughing. Okay, yeah, it involves Twitter, so we should all be quite comfortable talking about it. Yeah, I was thinking, I was, uh, I, I'm in a lot of DM groups, and I know I'm in one with you, which is fun. But this one does not take place in the DM group that you and I share. This is a different one, one where um, I've grown to be quite comfortable. And I, I think um, <laughs> I, I love the relationships that I have with the people in this group. Um, and we decided to do a game where we, we whipped out our phones and instead of coming up with our own ideas to write things to each other, we decided let's use predictive text, which ah. is that thing on your phone keyboard where if you start typing something, it'll make suggestions. And we found that even if you don't type anything, it'll still make suggestions for you. It'll just, <laughs> words will appear and you can press them if you want to or not. Yeah, so we choose, were like, let's, um, let's play a game and let's enter each other's names, and then let's just press the predictive text options until a halfway coherent sentence comes up, and then we'll send it. Um, and I'm going to give you some examples of what happened, <laughs> but first, uh, for anybody listening, I really strongly encourage you to try this because the sentences that you come up with are so absurd that you, you can't help but laugh at them. <laughs> and even more than that, your predictive text on your own phone kind of says something about who you are and like what are your most often used words and uh, that kind of thing. Oh, so, big brother, like your phone knows you. Oh, it kind of knows you, but like it doesn't quite know how to speak for you. It's sort of like a weird robotic version of your own voice. <laughs> so I was doing this with my friends. I couldn't stop laughing and each entry was funnier than the last. Um, I, I was crying. I was <laughs> cramping up. I was sweating. Uh, I couldn't stop laughing. So I'm going to read you a couple of these if that's right. okay. Yes, hit it. Okay. Hold on. Do I have it open? All right. So, okay. This one's from, like I said, we typed in a person's name and then we just made a sentence from predictive text. So the first one's from Jess. She says, Ash, why is your yelling so religious? <laughs> Then she says, she typed in my name. She says, McGark, my mama is a psycho lady. I don't know how to do it right now. <laughs> wow. Like, yeah, like what? That's like almost saying a thought, but just like yeah. just a little slight turn. It's not quite a real thought. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep going. It's going to get, I'm just going to yeah, blast a bunch of them out. Descent into madness of auto-predict. Uh, auto okay. Are you picking up my voice? Mark, you're the cinnamon this time. Yeah. The buttery, right. <laughs> buttery cinnamon. 
<laughs> uh, okay, here's another one from Jess. She says, Dave, anxiety for the worst time ever. For the last time, I got stung by a bee stings. <laughs> Kevin says, McGark of the trophy is a good man, but the grandmother is the best wife of all time. <laughs> that made pretty good sense. <laughs> Did you follow that one? Yeah. Uh, Rue says, Kevin is not who you think he deserves to be. Oh, that twist at the end. When you, mm-hmm. That was good. I like that one. And then I did an all caps one because I was starting to lose it. And I said, <laughs> Andrew, for the support of our mother, which is just a big declaration. That's good. Here's my favorite one of myself. My phone really enjoyed this one phrase and it kept saying it over and over. So you'll hear the different uh, versions. So it says, Adam is a handsome couch potato and a handsome couch and a handsome little boy. <laughs> uh, I'm going to read a few more. Uh, Kevin is only woman who knows exactly how much he owed for the woman. Michael is not the only way to get out of the car, and he doesn't have to sit on your face. Uh-oh. Andrew is a bee on my mama. A lot of bee talk. A lot of bee. Here's one from Ash, which is uh, reflective of who she is as a person. It says, I am filled to the brim with a bachelor, and I am filled with rage. <laughs> and the last one I'm going to read is from Morgan. She says, Steve and I have been awoken by the father, and I have been a very good son. Oh, wow. That sounds like uh, something you might overhear in like the M. Night Shyamalan movie, The Village. <laughs> it does sound like it's from The Village. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think everybody should do this game. Uh, I don't know how funny it is to anybody listening, but if you're actually in it and experiencing it and like waiting for new ones to pop up again and again and waiting what someone is going to say to your name, uh, you will probably laugh so hard that you might crap your pants. Oh, pants, pants crap alert. Yeah. Wear some, um, wear some well-used pants if you're going to do it. That's my advice. Old pants you don't mind discarding of immediately after tweeting this. (laughs) So I guess we are doing a call to action. We want people to tweet us some predictive text to us at the podcast at FOTSpod at Markedly. (laughs) Send us some predictive text and see if we can, you can make us crap our pants. (laughs) <laughs> Stephen, that's a great idea. I would love to hear from everybody. Yeah, uh, it's going to happen a while down the road, uh, but go ahead and still do it. Listener, whenever you're listening, send it to us, um, predictive text. Uh, I'll start reserving my crap right now. Yeah. <laughs> get, get some more fiber in your diet before then. <laughs> um, okay, well, that was a great story. Thank you for sharing that with us, Mark. You're welcome. Great. So uh, I ask people to send in their own tweets, which I'm sorry about, but I'm, I do that. And so the tweets of your own that you sent from at Markedly on Twitter, the first tweet, uh, it goes like this. Many people that appear cool actually struggle with feelings of inadequacy. Not me. I have those feelings without appearing cool at all. <laughs> which is great that's just really good mark oh thank you i'm quite proud of that one um so what did how did you come up with that one uh just by being uncool generally speaking <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <okay. laughs> uh, all right 
I'll tell you, I, I live in Brooklyn and everybody seems super duper cool. I live in the mm. coolest neighborhood in Brooklyn. It's cool. called Bushwick. Cool. I guess that's disputable. Okay. But uh, as many people seem to know it. It was it's featured in movies. There's a Noah Baumbach movie uh, where Adam Driver is from Bushwick and he's supposed to be like this pretentious, cool guy that Ben Stiller is trying to emulate. Okay. Anyway, everybody is like dressed in amazing clothes and they have great hair they're beautiful they have the best complexions and the coolest faces they can play music they're funny uh just seems like everything they touch is magic mark you gotta get these people on the pod (laughs) (laughs) but so i walk around and i feel inadequate compared to everybody um but then i started thinking you know we're all human we all suffer from these feelings uh but what sets me apart is that I suffer from these and uh, I don't have the added benefit of being as cool as everybody in my vicinity. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's just one less thing to worry about. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Um, I'm from Toronto. That's like the big city uh, around here. And I don't think it's like Brooklyn level, but certain neighborhoods for sure um, have like just everybody is super dressed up. Actually, Montreal is a better example. In Montreal, um, it's pretty nuts. It's exactly like what you're talking about. Super fashion. Everyone's wearing crazy fashion and done up to the nines. Like everyone, you're just like, what? Who's that? What? <laughs> what? So uh, yeah, I get I get that. Um, that's yeah. Then they can condescend to you in French, also. Oh, c'est ça, monsieur. Exactly. That is exactly what they do. <laughs> <laughs> they are not very nice. Um, so thanks for the uh, behind the scenes explanation on that one. Very good tweet from August twentieth, two thousand sixteen. Um, so the second tweet that you have submitted is. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I'm just reading it and laughing. Uh, it's, what do you call these? Acrostic? Isn't a acrostic? Uh, what did I send you? The oh, okay, yeah, uh, yeah, that's an acrostic. Yeah, it's a so an acrostic. It's got the H A M ham stands for H how a about m more brackets ham ham stands for how about more ham so it does Stephen. it does and every time i eat ham i don't know why i can't stop because that's why it's built into the meat so how do you yeah it's a subliminal message in its own name so obviously you were eating ham one day (laughs) (laughs) this one came from a twitter dm group where we just kept trying to one-up one up each other about the funny things we could say about ham. <laughs> Love it. A uh, ham, ham theme. Steven, I don't even eat ham. I don't oh, eat any meat products. They're, but oh, they're fun to joke good. about. So now now I get it. I was like, "What's your? how can you say you're not cool? You're living in Bushwick or whatever. But there you're, that's your angle. You're, are you vegan? Vegetarian? I'm not vegan. No, I'm vegetarian. Oh, and I have been lacto? for... Maybe 14 years. Oh, wow. You are you were doing it before it was cool. Yeah, that's right. Ate a lot of Morningstar Farms. Ooh, shout out to Morningstar Farms. <laughs> uh, okay, so so you can tweet about ham, right? Ain't nothing wrong with that. No, nothing, no animals hurt in the process of tweeting about ham. Yeah. So oh, and I got, when I tweeted that out, I got a message from this account called Buy2Hams $20. Right. Yes. <laughs> and so I checked it out. Because I wanted that coupon, and uh, turns out 
it's not a ham coupon about. It's just it's literally a Twitter account where every single post is about ham. Yes. And, yeah. And so it's it's, a, it's literally dedicated to the conceit that ham is a funny word. Yeah, I mean, and they're really stuck with it, right? That account is. Oh, he's stuck with it, and he he DM'd me too, and he said, "I am the ham man." Oh, (laughs) I was like, "Okay, nice to meet you." Wow. Um, But then it was late, and I was I wanted to go to sleep, and so I I didn't like like I couldn't really chat, but I didn't want to be mean to him because he was like reaching out to me. So I was a little concerned. I was like, well, it was great to meet you, but I have to go to sleep. But he wasn't uh, mean at all about it. He uh, he actually was very nice. And he said um, he wished me well. And he said, blessed slumbers, my gentle Hamlet. So wow. isn't that beautiful? So he's a little bit deeper than maybe two hams, $20. He, does he a is. a bit more to this guy. He seems to genuinely care about people's well-being. Wow. So you haven't heard from him since? Uh, I haven't had another ham tweet go crazy. You've had more ham tweets, but not a ham tweet that... um... (laughs) Nothing that has reached his level Uh, of attention. So it it hasn't gone ham, as it were. Woo! I see what you did. (laughs) It's the ham hour. We just talking ham. (laughs) Come on down. (laughs) Call the hotline. We'll still be here. <laughs> so ham how about more of it how about more ham tweets more like it right right i'll do my best <laughs> all right well i expect a lot more ham based content coming from you in the near future okay steve okay on to the next tweet it is um very very funny too it's smart so uh, i'll just read it it's like that spanish the h is silent english many letters can be silent French, all letters are meaningless. Every living thing is born without reason. <laughs> so, well done. Uh, Good reading. This Good interpretation. Tweet, this tweet is obviously hilarious. It's so smart. It really captures uh, the essence of like the French ennui movement or whatever. That sort of uh, attitude, right? We'll just call that. It's not quite nihilism. Uh, it's pretty close to it. It's akin to nihilism. Yeah, it's akin. So that French uh, spirit akin to, to nihilism, uh, you really captured it. And I'm just looking at the stats here. Mark, this this bad boy went viral. This has got yeah, that baby went kablooey. Jeepers. This is from May 2016. It's got thirty, almost 37,000 retweets here. You never thought on 13 May 2016, 10.02 a.m., that this tweet would get like 40,000 retweets. I never thought that, no. And uh, since it's happened, I've become a little cocky. Yeah, I can understand that, how that would go <laughs> to your head. I mean, it's just a, at this point, it's like a brilliant work of art. And, you know, once it's out there, all you have to do is lay back and let the royalties roll in. <laughs> Those sweet royalties from getting 40,000 retweets. Yeah, I'm going to buy a Corvette with that tweet. Ooh, baby. What color? <laughs> Uh, whatever color ham is, like pink, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. A a ham-colored Corvette. We'll get a custom paint job on that. You can get a wrap. You can get it wrapped (laughs) to make it actually look like ham. Get a ham wrap. (laughs) (laughs) No, not like that. (laughs) 
Uh, okay, great. So yeah, that tweet, very good. Is there any story behind that? Were you are you studying other languages? Do you speak French? Parlez-vous français, petit peu, monsieur? Uh, no, I wish I did. I don't. I don't speak other languages very well. Oh. I don't know. I was in a coffee shop. I remember working on it, and this is one that I had uh, several variations before I landed on one that felt good. Um, and it's the uh, the last the French part is based off of a Sartre quote. That's so that's where that is. came yeah, from. Philosopher, right? Correct. Um, and this was the first tweet that it, it just went, it's just like I put it out there and immediately it caught fire. And it was like, it was one of those things where my phone stopped working, like yep. my phone locked up. And I was like, I was, I went over to my girlfriend's house and I was like, look at what's happening to me. <laughs> and, was, and she's uh, like, I don't care. I'm making a salad. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens whenever uh, I try to tell people. <laughs> like, is that what your girlfriend's go to yeah. phrase? Steven, I don't care. I'm making a salad. Yeah, don't bother me. You know to not bother me in during salad prep. <laughs> but yeah, very cool. Love when that phone locks up locks up your phone. You can't even tell anybody about it because your phone doesn't work for a while. So we just like immediately skyrocketed to heights. Yeah. Heights un hitherto unknown. So, yeah, and I th the majority of people that reply to it actually really like it. That's great, getting uh, those nice replies uh, when you really, you know, because clearly this is going to make some people laugh, LOL as it were, you know, guffaw. And I find that that's when people will reply uh, if you really affect them on an emotional level with something like this. Yeah, do you get a lot of that too? No, <laughs> not saying I get a lot of it, but uh, when it does happen, it is lovely. I do. It is lovely. I yeah, do. I encourage everybody to do that. Oh, well, I, maybe I not say everybody. Only if it really, you know, affected you. I say if you like laughed really hard or like told other people about it, kind of thing. You know, thought it was so. Yeah, was like so if you're if you you're genuinely to. compelled to reach out about it, then follow that feeling. Yeah, if you're just trying to force it, don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, don't force it. Just only if you feel if the spirit moves you. Um, okay, so the next segment is when Mark chooses other tweets from other people. So I made Mark choose three tweets only from over 4,000 tweets that he could have chosen. Yeah, you son of a bitch. How could you make me narrow it down to three? From over 4,000 tweets, ladies and gentlemen, and those who don't identify on either side of the gender binary. Thanks for being inclusive. I'm, tr I'm really trying. I'm really trying to be as inclusive as possible. Um, so the first tweet that you have sent is great, and it's from frequent friend of the show, Minchini Space Girl. In yeah, the best. She is uh, a lovely. Her name is Sky, and her handle is I am Space Girl on Twitter. And the tweet that you've chosen of hers is like this: Me. Ah, uh, now I'll drift gently off to dreamland refrigerator i shall make us some ice cubes <laughs> <laughs> but uh, probably one of the funniest ones uh so funny the refrigerator uh, just not the time refrigerator <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of like falling asleep um tweets sort of that format style where it's like your brain's like look up oh, what a honda price costs right now <laughs> but this one is really great because it's the refrigerator like taking a life of its own yeah there's something a little special about it being out of your control you're right there are a lot of tweets where it's like i'm trying to go to sleep but now my mind is thinking about cows firing lasers yeah, or exactly. whatever insert but, the silly thing but yeah this 
Yeah. <laughs> but this one is just, it's your own appliances in your own home turning <laughs> against you at the worst possible moment. And he's like a big goofy, like you can imagine the refrigerator's personality. <laughs> yeah. I shall make he a thinks he's helping. Yeah, he's like, ah, now is the perfect time. Everyone is asleep. <laughs> I shall make us the ice cubes. <laughs> um, uh, well done, Sky. Sky, yes. Thank you. And everyone, please follow at I am Space Girl on Twitter. Um, the next tweet that you have submitted for us to look at is from Audrey Farnsworth at Audi Penny, A-U-D-I. Um, so her tweet is, me, look at this stupid thing, LOL, person I want to like me. Actually, I studied that thing at sea for three decades, and it's like a father to me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this, this one great. I love. Yeah, it's exactly the sticking your foot in your mouth uh, with the, your crush, right? Your TC. Or, yeah, or just like whoever it might be. Maybe it's your crush. Maybe it's somebody you want to be friends with. Somebody you want to impress, yeah. Yeah, most likely you've been working up the courage to talk to this person, and like for some reason it occurred to you, why don't we both hate on something together? That's a great way to bond. Yep. And you just happen to pick the one thing <laughs> that uh, means the world to this person. Just a big stepping in it. <laughs> so very funny tweet. Thank you um, for choosing that one. Uh, Audie Penny on Twitter, everyone. So the third tweet that we will look at here is from John at senderblock23, uh, and it's simple yet effective. <clears throat> so it's Alex Trebek looking into a mirror. Who is Alex Trebek? <laughs> Alex Trebek. It's a classic. Existential trick. crisis. The Alex Trebek, yeah, crisis. Um, so what'd you pick this bad boy? Oh, just for the amount of laughter that it inspired within me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a classic one. Yeah, John, yeah. tell John's me you really can't funny. picture that. Tell me that is not the clearest <laughs> visual in your mind. It is great. I just wish I could do a better Alex Trebek. I should be able to do that, right? I this is. There's great. some tweets that are just better if you read them in your own head. That is true. Um, I found that with a lot of the tweets because I've been reading tweets on this podcast and a lot of them are way better if you just read them. <laughs> you can Yeah, but you're doing great. This is this is the one that um I think it's hard for anybody to nail this one. But if you just kind of um do it in your mind's mouth, yes. then you can you can hear it. Yeah, everyone knows what he sounds like, so just imagine that looking into a mirror. And there you go. <laughs> punchline. <laughs> Insert your own punchline. <laughs> Provided by Senderblock23. So great picks. Thanks, Mark, for um, selecting those picks. Sorry to the 3,997 other ones that you could have picked. but maybe Yeah, I'm sorry, too. Please, no, nobody I, feel left out. No, yeah. Please don't feel left out. I nobody, just tried to pick a no. few of them. Yeah, nobody feel left out. It's not about uh, nobody is a loser here. Everyone's a winner. Everyone gets a uh, honorable mention. And now we get into the questions. The qu first question uh, was submitted by future friend of the show guest at malt underscore skull malt asks what was your favorite cartoon as a child well malt thank you for this question uh i assume that cartoons were important to you in your childhood mm. and to me as well malt um i watched a lot of tv when i was little my mom would have to kick me outside because i was watching too much tv and she would uh, she would try to create a rule where there would be no TV on Wednesdays, 
but I always found ways to work around that one. <laughs> um, so I was just constantly watching TV. I'd watch all kinds of things. I remember a Peter Pan cartoon I would watch, uh, Transformers, the cartoon, Teenage Classic. Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah, that, was, that was my favorite. Yeah, that was so good. Um, I don't think it really holds up <laughs> in your uh, adulthood. <laughs> no, I think I've revisited a few times on the way, and I'm just like, oh, I'm not going to exactly buy the DVD set uh, of <laughs> to watch it, whatever. Um, but it, I still, it, it still elicited a fondness. And the theme song, right? I guess uh, Chuck Lorre came up with that like in 24 hours or something. Oh, that's right. So that's right. Nuts. There's a whole story to the theme yeah, song. And he, it was like the voices are him. He's like, that's a fact, Jack. It's written <laughs> Chuck Lorre. Creator of many famous sitcoms, Dharma and Greg. Um, and uh, so I watched all kinds. I guess the one that sticks out the most is The Simpsons. That, that would probably be my favorite cartoon of all time. No, I'm not going to pretend that I don't know The Simpsons, but that's a joke that you could do. Um, yeah, The Simpsons, uh, do you still watch it uh, regularly? I don't. No, I don't. Um, yeah. I've also fallen off, but those seasons, whatever, three to nine, that heyday, back when you, I watched it every week kind of thing, those are, you know, precious. Yeah, I, and I think they've gone a long way in my formative brain to um, make me appreciate different kinds of comedy. Yeah, I think that's true. Probably me too, for sure, and uh, all the fellow uh, people in our generation. I mean, I guess it's multi-generational now. It's pretty nuts. Yeah, it's like three generations That's now. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, since whatever, 90, 91 or whatever. That's that. Yeah, 91, the, I'm pretty sure. The 1900s. Back in the 1900s when we were but youths. Oh, man. The, the day. Well, want to feel old? Think about that. Um, well, Malt, thank you for your question. Malt, thank you so much for your question. Uh, and Mark, maybe you'll ask him a question when he comes on. Ooh, I can't wait to hear his episode. <laughs> it's going to be great. Um, so thanks, Malt. So the next question comes in from No Kids 3 money at Van Gobot on Twitter. And he asks, how do you address mounting accusations that you, Mark McGark of Markingtonfordshire, are a cutie patootie. Aww. Oh, it really took a turn at the end. <laughs> uh, ben, I know that's your name. Oh, Ben. Uh, Shadow, yeah. All I can say is um, guilty as charged. <laughs> there you go. Ben, he is a cutie patootie. Admittedly, <laughs> address mounting accusations. <laughs> so, Self-proclaimed cutie patootie. Yep. Confirmed. You heard it here first. <laughs> and I can confirm it, too. I uh, I saw your face earlier today. Yeah, that's true. But then you turned it off. <laughs> I couldn't handle it, Mark. <laughs> you want me to be distracted? I'm already distracted enough. Now you want me getting lost in your eyes? Um, I mean, you've, you've chosen your path here. You decided to turn it off. I did it for the listener, Mark, for that sweet audio quality. <laughs> Um, well, thank you very much, Ben. Um, I hope that answers your question, even though it was kind of just a, a funny compliment. So thanks for that. It's a very leading question, wasn't it? It was leading and there was a twist, which I liked. Um, and it was nice, not, uh, not mean. So that's <laughs> a plus question. Um, so the next question is from Josh. I'm assuming, you know, Josh at Mick Doug is whole. 
Mick. Oh, is that how you say that? I always wondered how to say that. I don't know. I'm trying to M C D O U G I S H O L E. Doug is hole. We'll go with that. Yeah, like three or Dougish Ole? I don't know. McDougish Ole? Maybe it's like an uh, Irish name. I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name, Josh. So Josh asks, uh, ask why he won't return my texts. Oh, oh. Oh, Josh. You just got real. You're airing our dirty laundry in front of everyone. Uh, So here's the story with Josh. I I do stand-up comedy every once in a while, but I'm I'm extremely shy, which I'm sure we'll get into a little bit later in this show. Yeah, and that's a tease. Uh, Josh worked at this comic book store called Carmine's Comics, which is in Lower Manhattan, or um, I forget that, like uh, one of the villages in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And they were having a late night comedy show. It was an open mic, and I went there. Um, and you had to buy a comic book to perform. So I bought like a dollar <laughs> comic book, really and uh, Josh checked me out, and then I put in my name for the mic. And I kind of stuck around for an hour and they didn't call my name. And I was just like so full of nerves that I couldn't handle it. And I ended up leaving. And then Josh contacted me the next day and he said that he found my Twitter and he was like one of my first Twitter fans. So he made me feel good about my comedy and I appreciated that. Yes, that's great. Josh, way to go. I'd, yeah, I'd love to see you. As, as for why I won't return his text, that's just not true. We do text. So, in fact, I texted him yesterday before we recorded this, and we texted back and forth a little bit. Okay, so it was so I think resolved. he just wanted a, a simple shout out. So, hello, Josh. The question has been resolved. Yeah, sh- sh- thanks, Josh. So that's cool. So um, you do some stand-up comedy. That's an interesting little tidbit. Um, how many? How long have you been doing that? Uh, I've been dabbling for a couple of years. Uh, I'm not sure it's right for me. Uh, it's it's like you you gotta you have to go through the rigor of it to figure it <laughs> yes. out. Yeah, you have to um, uh, go through the grind, uh, and it is tough. It is tough, and it's disheartening. Um, sometimes it goes really well, and I feel good, but most of the times it doesn't. Mm. And I think a lot of that is just me, my own personal comfort, trying to find my voice on stage and trying to get comfortable with it. Yeah, that's the hardest part, right? The early grind when you need to figure it out who you are, what you're trying to say, you know, how you're going to do it and get over those performing to five people in the back of a whatever place. Uh, yeah, have you done it? You sound like you've done it, you know. Uh, yeah, just a little stint. I did a quick tour, like a six-month tour. Um, oh, you did? Before I got married, so it was a long time ago. But yeah, uh, nothing to report. Just maybe like a few dozen times over six months. Um, might go back to it, but you know, it's the, cause I knew the grind cause I was sort of like peripheral to the scene, uh, the Toronto comedy scene for a while. Um, there's a bunch of friends who were in it and, you know, just watching the, the do, doing the grind. Right. you know, just like, Oh, could I do it? And then I moved out of town. So the scene here isn't as strong as it would be, it would be in Toronto. So, you know, just, uh, had to start a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need some kind of outlet. Yeah, people don't boo you live. They reply and boo you or something, right? <laughs> after, after it comes out, they can send in their Hold boos. your boos until you've had a chance to think about it. Yeah, send in the and boos then you can reply if you really feel compelled. To the podcast. I'm saying, yeah, if you feel compelled, I do uh, appreciate all, any feedback uh, is appreciated. So thanks. Well, that's that was a nice, uh, a nice little side tangent. Uh, from, hope that answers your question, Josh. Next question from friend of the show, Bex Dora, who I just recorded an episode with 
um, the lovely Bex asks, what is the best hat you've ever owned? Like, and why was it is your it your favorite? <laughs> that is how the question is written, everybody. I didn't uh, stumble over the, the wording. So I think it's the uh, best hat you've ever owned, and why was it your favorite? Um, yeah, it's, okay. First of all, you called her the lovely Bex, and I completely agree. Uh, second, I think that she's written it very clearly. <laughs> it says, I'm the only what, one what? who was confused by this. I'm sorry. <laughs> What is the best hat you've ever owned like? Like, what is it like? Oh, I completely screwed that up. You're right. And why was it slash is it your favorite? So that also implies that it might be gone. Uh, yeah, it might be a relic of the past. Right. And it is. Oh. I don't I don't, I don't know. I don't have a favorite hat. Oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you a story if you want, but no, okay, who cares? Sure. We can no. skip it. There's another question. She submitted two questions just in case this happened, <laughs> I guess. Um, what's the best topping slash filling for a bagel? Being Ooh. in New York, you should be able to answer this. Sure, yeah. This is my uh, New York expertise. Uh, the best topping slash filling for a bagel? Well, you can't really fill a bagel. You can't, like, inject it with filling. Maybe you can. We yeah, should try that. I don't know. I... Uh, I'd say go with a cinnamon raisin bagel, uh, toasted up so it's warm, and then just gobs of regular cream cheese. Okay, cinnamon raisin with gobs of cream cheese. Yeah, not, and if, if you're not schmear. in New York and you have to go to Panera Bread or something, get the honey walnut cream cheese. Oh, a specific kind of cream cheese, but still with the raisin. Bagel. Well, with whatever. Who cares? Oh, so it just works. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Bex. I take your question seriously. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people out there scribbling down furiously these bagel combinations, running <laughs> yeah. to their local bakery. People are riveted from this part of the podcast. <laughs> these, hey, we're asking no pads ready. Asking the important questions on the podcast. All right, so we get we've reached the end of the questions. We have one final question from Ponk. Uh, who hurt you? Mm. I mean. Mm-mm-mm. Who hasn't? There you have it, Punk at Beauty Kong with the O is a zero, I think, uh, on Twitter. There you have it. Who hasn't? Wait, that's yes. kind of sad. I haven't. Ha- have I? Oh, maybe I have. I'm sorry. Um, you hurt me by the way that you read Bex Dora's um, question. Oh, that's yeah. I take the blame, and uh, <laughs> I will apologize for that. On a future episode. <laughs> uh, so that reached, that's uh, the end of the questions. Thank you again, everybody, for submitting questions to a podcast, which you have never heard. So <laughs> up until this point, everyone submitting just blind questions to just, just because I asked them to. So I really appreciate everyone who sent a question up to this point. Thank you so much, listener. Thank you for <laughs> pretending to care, everyone. Yes, thank you. I've read all your names. I hope that's enough. Read all your questions. Says here, Mark, that you have an affinity for sidekicks and you think you'd be well suited to uh, sidekickery. So uh, let's talk about that. What is behind this desire to be a supporting cast member? More of a follower than a leader, you'd say. 
Yeah, I would say. Um, well, I don't know if I would use that exact phrase. Okay. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's different. I um, I'm not totally comfortable being the center of attention. I like people with strong personalities, and I like being there to support people. Um, but I don't think that I'm necessarily like the firebrand for that sort of thing. Mm. So well, the way I see myself and I think the way that my personality is suited is I'm just sort of like, you know, you're you're uh, the David Spade to your Chris Farley or the Robin to your Batman where I'm there. I'm supporting you, but, but I'm just kind of like you're doing most of the work. You're tiring yourself out. And I'm, <laughs> I'm in the corner saying a wry comment every now and then. Which is very important, right? It is important because it makes you look fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah David Spade, Chris Farley, great, great combo. So I'm over here falling into tables, and you just like <laughs> roll your eyes in the background, and that's yeah. I'm I'm here saying, oh, we didn't need that table anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what uh, what sidekick do you think you most identify with? Uh, when I was a kid, I would read Batman comic books, mm -hmm. and then I found Robin, and then I found Robin had his own comic books, mm -hmm. and Robin has a fascinating storyline, uh, and I, I identified with him. There were three incarnations of Robin, at least there were when I was a kid, and it started out with Dick Grayson, who everybody presumably knows. He's the, uh, he's the one that was in... Uh, the 60s Batman show with Adam West, and uh, he's just like the most common one that we know. But he, in the comic books, he got old. He got he turned into an adult, and he couldn't be Robin anymore. So another Robin came in, and that Robin was like, uh, he was kind of a bad seed. Oh. He was like a troubled kid. Dark and that Robin ended up dying, which oh. was a tragic episode. And then a third Robin wait, wait, came in, the, and this was the one I identified with. What was the name? Wait, of were the you going to say something? Yeah, I just want to know the name of the second Robin. I forget his name. I think it was Jason something or other. Oh, I'll yes. have to look it up. No, no, it was Jason Todd, right? Jason Todd. Yeah, that's it. Okay. And he's dead now. Well, he's rest, dead. <laughs> rest in peace. He was never real. R.I.P. J.T. R.I.P. And then the third Robin came in, and that was a Robin I identified with, and he was like, he was a uh, he was a teenager. He wasn't quite as troubled, but he had um, he had his own obstacles. Like I think his father had died, and his mother was old and in need of care, and he had to get his driver's permit a couple of years early so he could take <laughs> care of her and drive her to her appointments. Yeah, um, I just liked that one. I, I liked him, and I identified with him because he kept it real. It seemed like he kept real, it super right? duper real. That's exactly your style, keeping it real. K I R. Is that, is that what we say now? That's the. New, I just made that up. Let's use new, it. That's how real you're keeping it. You're KIR. Don't even have time to say it because you're keep, keeping it real too much. M-A-R-K-K-I-R. That's it. So, okay, that's well, it's really interesting about the um, sidekick thing. I don't think I'm a Batman guy either. I mean, parents still alive, uh, thank goodness, knock on wood. Uh, and, yeah, never really sort of had that leadership thing to step forward. So, yeah, I guess we we are very similar, you and I. <laughs> well, Stephen, I would call you a leader in crafting brilliant puns. Oh, I thank you very much, Mark. Um, I guess you're referring to the Twitter account, at Scanner Stephen, that I, is run by me, Stephen Scanner. Oh, is that the name of it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, you can check uh, check that out on Twitter, and you can follow everything at stephenwskinner.com. You're the one who made the tweet that said, I let a pasta chef borrow my car, <laughs> and he returned it all denty. That's, I did it. I, <laughs> created, you. I crafted, crafted that piece of work. And see, I always thought you were British. Steven. You you thought what, mate? <laughs> there it is. Uh, I thought you were British. Maybe it's just because you're so good with words and you have that sort of British type humor. It's, uh, it's hard to describe, but I don't know. That's how I pictured you. Well, appreciate it. Uh, actually, I did live in England for a period of time in my formative years during my university life. Uh, I took a year off for co-op uh, related to my program of choice, and I worked in England at a golf course for two months, and it was lovely. And I love you... I love doing the British accent, too, so it hasn't busted out too much on the podcast, but a couple times I just kind of slipped into it. Yeah, let it rip, man. Mate, I love it. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping to get uh, some more British uh, folks onto the podcast as well. Um, did you talk to any British folks recently? I may have. You'll have to tune in to Making Friends with Mark McGark <laughs> yeah, to find on out. iTunes, right? They can follow, find that on iTunes. Available now. Oh, out now, Making Friends with Mark McGark, and check out the episodes with British people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll make a subcategory. Yeah. Um, yeah, I put a little asterisk beside <laughs> if, uh, if the guest is from British. Uh, I'll put a little cup of tea emoji next to them. UK. Yeah, they love it, don't they? Let's get into all the stereotypes. <laughs> they love their fucking tea. Oh, mate, oh, the footy. Oh, what's, oh, you what, get past me that beer. <laughs> oh, British um, people are not as cool as we are. <laughs> no, yeah, they're uh, they're fine. They're a delightful bunch, and like I said, I live there, so feel like I have a quite a close affinity with the the British people. Uh, love all my shout out to all our UK uh, affiliates. Uh, just quick question: When you were there, you said you worked at a golf course. Did you ever get to golf in Scotland? No, I did not because I messed up my schedule. So ah. I there was the train. There was a complication with the the trains, and I got on the wrong train to a thing. And uh, long story short, I had to cancel my Scotland trip to Aww. to go to Paris because I wanted to go to Paris more. So, oh, uh, okay, I mean, yeah. I mean, it was like it was my own fault. I should have been able to do both, but. Uh, I got confused, you know, traveling abroad, traveling alone, crazy train system and schedule. So uh, that's the story of what I did in golf in Scotland. But hey, I'm going back. Going to go back nice. and golf in Scotland. You heard it here first, listeners. There you go. Exclusive. Uh, yeah, actually, my mother-in-law is Scottish. Uh, shout out to Beryl. Hey, Beryl. <laughs> Were you requesting that I shout her out? Uh, yeah, Hi. yeah, yeah. I wanted Hello. you to shout her out, so thank you. Shout out to Beryl and Pat, her husband. On to the next phase of the podcast. Um, it is about the topic of shyness, social anxiety, introversion. 
Mark. Correct. Yes, I'm still here. You are going very slowly. <laughs> it sure what to do. I'm sorry. For people listening at one and a half speed, that was fine. But for everyone else, I apologize. The uh, so yeah, we wanted to talk about this, which is um, it affects so many people, and especially a lot of really talented, funny people. For some reason, it seems like these um, these two traits are quite common in some of like the funniest and most interesting people. Um, so yeah, shyness, social anxiety, introversion. Um, what's your experience with that, Mark? Yeah, it's, uh, I've been struggling with these things my entire life. And I was, I was hoping that by the time I reached adulthood, I would have come up with some sort of way to circumvent these things and enjoy my life and be social and happy and enjoy my time with friends. Uh, but that's just not the case. It's just something that I have to deal with every single day. Um, I think it, it, it affects me in a lot, a lot of different ways. Um, I think, uh, as we touched on in my tweet before, it's uh, feelings of inadequacy in myself. They kind of manifest that way. Whereas I feel like if I, if, I, um, if I try to socialize and it doesn't go well, I, I hold it against myself. Like I see it as a, a failing in myself. And then it starts on this big cycle and I get uh, more and more upset. And, and then I, the more upset I get, the, the harder it is to uh, socialize and like just be myself around people. So this is something that I always deal with. And in fact, it's one reason that I started my own podcast. Um, I don't know if we plugged it yet. It's, is it, um, um, I believe, <laughs> let me just, I'm checking my notes. It's uh, making friends with Mark McGark uh, available on iTunes. That's the one. Yeah, that's my podcast. At McGarkPod on Twitter for all the episodes. Mm-hmm. Check out episodes uh, with British people. Including, yes, including the British episodes. Um, so I did that, and I think um, one reason that I did that is because I feel much more comfortable expressing myself in writing than I do vocally. And uh, using Twitter and getting kind of behind the scenes and into the DM groups, I met a lot of people that I would love to actually hang out with in real life and get to know a little better, but they're far away. Mm-hmm. So the podcast is a chance for not only me to get to know them better, but for anybody who cares to listen, it's kind of like it's, uh, and I, you're doing this too. It's just uh, a time capsule, uh, something that is going to stick around for a while. And if, uh, if your followers or your friends or whoever wants to listen to it, there it is. And there's a, your personality has been captured. A fragment of your personality has been captured and it's there and available. Wow. So that means we can get our consciousness uploaded to the singularity through our podcasts. The podcast is the route to singularity. Yes. Uh, um, The computers will scan all the podcasts and they will take on our human qualities and then they will destroy us. <laughs> cool. So we should just, yeah, talk about all our best qualities, how we're so handsome and rugged <laughs> and incredibly intelligent. And now how immune we are and... to computer super strength. Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah we are the, the matrix. So what is, what does what social anxiety look like in your, what's like, a, what's like a bad day, you know? A bad day is when it affects me, even in my, uh, even in the most general interactions. So, like at work or on the subway, uh, with my roommates, just like a total inability to feel confident. And a quote I'm going to read at the end of the episode, I think it explains a little bit, like neurologically, why might 
why that might happen. But it's just, it's mostly me being so down on myself and feeling like nobody likes me uh, and uh, I have nothing to offer to people. And then, of course, that makes it hard to just like hang out and be a person. And Mark? Yes. I like you. Steven. <laughs> no, I'm just okay. So, yeah, I understand. I get that a little bit sometimes, probably not to um, the extent that maybe you or some other folks are sort of afflicted with it. Um, but I get the sort of, I'm at the top of the slope, right? But I can see where it would head. Yeah. But I haven't had it too, too bad. So, what are some of the things that you're doing to, you know, take care of it? Uh, what sort of self care, if that's like a hot buzzword, but like what, what are you doing? What is what have you found that helps is what I'm trying to say. Oh, that's a good question. It, whatever I find that helps only works in varying degrees. I find that like if I'm at a party or something, a little bit of drinking might help kind of like lubricate those gears and make me feel more comfortable. Yeah. Um, but I also find that it's important not to drink too much yes. and to sort of like be aware of my own limits. I also find that introversion means that you kind of need some time alone to reset so when I get into those situations, like if I'm at a party or something, what I can do is go to the bathroom and take a couple of deep breaths or just, you know, take the night off and stay at home and um, just um, do me. Okay. And yeah, so each thing, it won't necessarily solve the problem, but just sort of little salves. Yeah. It's sort of like take a break from the situation, take a couple of breaths and then come back and I can handle a little more. Okay. Yeah, breathing is key, everyone. Remember to breathe. It really is. You you're surprised you you might be surprised by how little or how shallowly you're breathing if, unless you are very conscious of it. Yeah, um little meditation for the meditation folks out there focusing on your breath but not controlling it is uh rather challenging and you'd be surprised to give it a shot. Give it a shot. Yeah, give it a shot. Do whatever you can. Yeah. I do some yoga every day. Oh, nice. I meditate every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, but whoever's listening, just do what you can and listen to your body and your brain. Oh, wow. What a great uh, advice to wrap up with. And now you're going to hit us with that sweet, sweet quote. And thank you so much for joining me, uh, Mark. Very happy to have you on again. Real big fan of your uh, your tweets and your writing and your podcast. Love it. Um, do we mention what it was? It's Making Friends with Mark McGark, available on iTunes and at McGarkPod on Twitter. So please, everyone, go check it out. If you loved what you heard today, you're going to love Mark's pod. <laughs> Steven, this has been so fun. Thank you for having me. And I can't wait for your podcast to come out. Although, I guess uh, by the time people are listening to this, they'll be like, what are they talking about? It's been out for years. <laughs> I know. These dummies. What, what were these fools saying? So <laughs> thank you again, Mark. I don't want to say thanks too much, but thanks. And hit that quote. All right. This quote is from Sarah Barnard. She wrote um, something called A Quiet Kind of Thunder. She says, lots of people are shy. Shy is normal. A bit of anxiety is normal. Throw the two together, add some brain signal error, a no entry sign on the neural highway from my brain to my mouth, perhaps, though no one really knows, and you have me. Mark, thank you again so much. And if there's anyone you want to shout out, this is the time we just say bye to everyone. I don't know if we mentioned I have a podcast. 
Facebook for at McGarkPod. <laughs> at McGarkPod on Twitter. And thank you for listening. All right. Thanks, Stephen. Well, that's it. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Mark McGark. I want to thank everyone for listening and supporting the show, so thank you so much. I would love to hear from you. Send me a note, feedback at stephenwskinner.com, or contact me through the website. I will be adding some more stuff to that soon, so be sure to check back and see what's new. So I have a ton of amazing guests lined up, so many cool people um, on the docket. So next week, I have Mike Bigby at Mike Bigby, and it gets a bit weird. So please subscribe to the show on your preferred podcast app. Uh, be sure to rate and review in Apple Podcasts and follow me on Twitter at Skinner Steven. So um, thank you so much for listening all the way to the end of the show, which this is. Thank you for listening. Have a good one.